Disney's Encanto has become a social media hit not only because of its great animation, the vibrant scenery, the costumes, and the catchy songs, but also because of how relatable the family story is. Besides the marvelous and fantastical bits of the story, what the movie is really about is how generational trauma is dealt with and how it's transmitted within the family, creating a toxic environment. Thus, why many of us felt so represented in the movie. Let's get through it. no gift i am just as special as the rest of my family who wants more pink all right guys where do i drop the wagon maybe your gift is being in denial <sighs> i invited two of the people i trusted which i believe can dissect the issues surrounding the film I am super proud to introduce these two. Jarian is currently working as a relationship coach and Vern is studying psychology at the University of Mindanao. Hello, Jarian and Vern. Welcome to the show. Hello to the audience and whoever is listening. <laughs> Same here. So here's a quick rundown. The film follows the magical family where most of the members have what they call the gift or the magical power. They also live in a magical house they call Casita and everything relies on keeping a candle's flame alive. While it sounds right out of a children's book, the layers of this story are so much more than that. So let's talk first about coping with intergenerational trauma. Intergenerational trauma or multi-generational trauma as we call it. Um, it is yeah, trauma or pain passed through generations, basically. So mm -hmm. your parents, parents, parents' traumas are passed on to you. It's all of those pains and suffering and everything that they have experienced that they haven't really processed and whatever that's not healed in their generation will be passed on to the next generation and to the next generation and to the next generation and so on, really. Like, it's it doesn't end if you don't face it and heal it yourself. That's that's my take on it. So how about Bird? Have you um discussed this in your psychology class? Can I actually Jet defined it when as to what intergenerational trauma is? Siguro ako ang maad ato is if to define trauma. Uh, first, can I? Both Jen and I are fan of Dr. Gabor Mate, Uncle Gabor, as we call it. Ang definition niya sa trauma is what happens inside you as a response. Trauma is what happens inside you as a response to what happens to you. Like sa film, de ba? Si Abuela, she experienced um. Masagi ito siya na kuan civil war man yata to if yeah mm -hmm. um yeah Kama it's pa? a form i think Kama it's a form of civil war in colombia in yeah in colombia oh oh she experienced that and that itself is traumatic diba kay along the way she lost her husband so ang ang trauma is what happens inside her when that when that is happening externally murag internally ang uh, function we are to like koan uh, define trauma internal lang yung function or yung process so ang um, 
manifestation ato is since traumatized na si abuelang manifestation ato is katong gusto niya maging perfect ang tanan or ang family ang la familia madrigal ana so <laughs> murag mosturo ang how i would start karang muna siyang definition sa trauma and then to connect to intergenerational trauma as uh, what je- define na it is passed on from one generation to another from the previous generation to another so um, ayun and in terms of sa sa amuang course actually trauma is one part of the factors why we have mental health illnesses or disorders na we study on although psychology itself ang mga factors na nagadefine is it's big it's more than just trauma but trauma is right now being recognized as murag mushang starting point so it's actually this mm. lifeline kay kung magsari mo kag psychology daghang kay concepts ba in one disorder like major depressive disorder dili lang trauma ang imuhang dapat i-focus daghan pa ang original source daghan pa mm. oo oh, oh. okay pero in this case actually sa karon na Amo among gung ginasarian is kanang theories of the past pero karon sa present what we are seeing actually is kanang uh, spotlight on how important recognizing trauma is sa karon yeah, trauma based psychology yeah that's correct yeah. so ay <laughs> thank yeah, you for that burn so for Jarian naman Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just to simplify, it's basically collective trauma, like the trauma that that we experience. So De- Vern has defined trauma like in its basic form, like what is trauma? Yes, and according to Dr. Gabor Mate. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, it's just a collective trauma, like whatever we experience, whether if it's just within a family dynamic or within a community, it's that shared experience of, of pain. So that's where the trauma begins, no? In the story with what happened to Abuela and during the war. Yeah. So, I mean, curious lang, ha? How did you feel after watching the film? I mean, <laughs> what impact did it give you? <laughs> Before we move on. Ano lang karun, no? Pero after watching... Yeah, there were waterworks and, you know, it's, it's, it's a bahay. For someone who has related to so many characters, um, I felt, like, really connected to the movie. And I know that it's magical and all that. And it's, like, it's almost like it's a feel-good movie if you probably haven't experienced trauma in itself or like a familial dynamic like that but for someone who has I mean who can relate to that dynamic in itself and to Mirabel for example or to Luisa or some mm-hmm. other characters there it it really affected me like personally like I was watching it and like I was just like <laughs> like it really opened up my inner world and it made me reflect and I was like just crying silently I mean I watched it with with Gab, so, which is my husband, I mean, who is my husband, so, yeah, um, it was mm-hmm. an interesting experience, and I loved that 
Disney has created a movie like this. Um, it's it's a wonderful experience, but I think yes, as if you're someone who has trauma in itself, and who and your trauma comes from a family dynamic, a dysfunctional family dynamic, it will really be a personal experience. Yeah, and you know, based on our Filipino setting, like you know, grandparents and our parents, you coming from less than ideal situations always always pressure the next generation to do better like graduate from college win a lot of awards become a successful doctor or lawyer and so on you know that there's a reason for you know the term tiger mom is a prevailing stereotype among yung ano um asian heritage parents so i think that's also a reflection of the movie so how about you how did you feel after watching the (laughs) film Before going oh, to the Oh my god, I forget that hindi pala ako ligtas. Hindi pala ako ligtas sa mga dito, guys. Yeah, actually, also, no, I had an impact, especially with Bruno, like, hiding, you know, near the kitchen, I mean, adjacent to the kitchen, and he drew on the table his own, you know, plate just to belong in the family while he was hiding. And, you know, you know, perfect and I was I also had the trauma now when I was when I was still young because of my mom you know I don't have room for mistakes and I'm still working on it guys so that's why I can relate to Isabella so that's why I always have this mantra that progress over perfection so that's why you know still waterworks there's no clear skies <laughs> so yeah, yeah what thank you for Yeah. 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 I yeah, yeah. mentioned that it's just like a one hour se- one hour and 30 minutes session, therapy session diba, with a, a therapist uh-huh. or a, a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Um, that's how or how the movie felt like for me. Um, True. In terms of who you relate to the most, which Kanang, yeah, yeah, go. Kinsa ba? I think same with Jet na kanang pieces of like Isabella, the uh, being the perfect uh-huh. child, the golden child, and uh, si Luisa mm-hmm. being strong, and uh, and unsagit po sa, sa young song, Who am I if I can carry it all? Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure I'm worthless if I can be of service. Service. I'm not relate. So when Ay my gosh, ito jikro ko. That. Ito jikro ko. last part. Or actually, every time I watch the movie again, kanang the the scene where Antonio hand handed the ano the door now. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's that's. Dito jud mag final acknowledgement that you've never got. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. The apology she had never had. Yeah. From Bella. Oh, oh, and then you were given that doorknob. It's like you're. Yeah, I imagine at that time I'm Mirabelle. Tapos I'm handed that oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. somehow validation siya na you are, you see how brave you, you are thin. Yeah. 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 You have true. Heard and yeah. 
that's where the water works. We see always. you, right? Always yeah, we feel you. You're yeah. the so anyway, what's the next question? <laughs> um, like who do you think was Casita cracks or why was Casita was started to to crack or to break? Yeah, um, okay. I, I, so you read? Yeah, um, I really was reflecting the whole time I was watching the the movie, and yeah, every everything was <laughs> I was processing the whole movie <laughs> and was analyzing it while I was watching it while feeling it as well. So I think the casita, sorry, yeah, I, I think it's always meant to to crack or to like give up or to just be damaged because no one caused it basically no one caused the cracks for casita to be ruined or for it to fall apart i mean it's meant to fall apart because it started you know as as a protection and i think in their like current generation like when mirabel wasn't given a gift i think it was a sign that they didn't need the gift or the casita anymore they didn't mm-hmm. need that protection anymore mm-hmm. so yeah i think that it's it's no one's fault. It was just meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, because I think Casita, the Casita symbolizes for me. I mean, we're talking about generational trauma here, and when we experience trauma, the first things that we really develop are coping mechanisms, protective skills, and going back to what Fern said, like Abuela was the start of it, right? But that doesn't mean that she's at fault for that. I mean, she didn't want it to happen. She didn't want the Casita. It just happened, and. It was her protective measures. It was her coping skills. And so when they didn't need it anymore, like it just started falling apart. And of course, later on, we will see in the film that they rebuilt, you know, the house, right? And mm-hmm. have new foundations and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that's my take on it. Who do you think was causing the cracks in the casita? No? Um, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Where do I begin? <laughs> Actually, kanang go over. Kanang mga siguro kanang sigig basa sa kanang mga art and encounter uh, encounter mm. related to mga articles. Uh, after watching the movie, di ba kanang when something is when you're hype about something, you tend to or siguro ako, I tend to look into articles and mm-hmm. also jet send me articles and I would read those and mm-hmm. I came across this um this article saying uh, it was um well or actually even in the film diba Mira, when Mirabel actually expressed herself um when after katong song um Isabella's song ana siya diba na it's actually abuela maragi ko anya kay na sa young perspective si abuela ang nagkakos sa cracks because of mm. uh, the perfection that she expects from everyone in the family mm-hmm. so um that's actually what you would think if you uh, watch the movie the first time but kung uh, I keep repeat repeating uh are you watching um just like i did Kanang realize same realization with Je. Now we can't really pin uh trauma on just one person. Char. Yeah. <laughs> Kanang, it's true. It's, well, we're talking about intergenerational trauma here. And it's not Abuela's fault that that civil war happened and she had to go through that. She had to yes. you know, experience mm-hmm. loss at that kanang bago pa lang, pang, uh, she just gave 
bird to triplets and they mm-hmm. have to move away. So, ano, um, tawag, ano, it's, it's basically, it is what it is. Kanang, it mm. happened. Yes, Those things it's meant happen. to happen. Mm. Things happen. Abuela responded as she think is best in that situation. True. Although, um, there was a trauma in her that was not processed. And, uh, so yeah, uh, the, the cause of the cracks is koan. It, it's meant, it's, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Na it's meant to happen because the casita symbolizes for the family, um, protection. That, uh, well, casita is perfect because it, it runs on its own, diba? Like it has its magic powers, but they don't really like need that anymore. Like atong sa song, mm. diba? Na it's not, it's not about your gifts. It's, it's you. The, the miracle is not some magic that you've got. The miracle is you, not yes. just some, some yeah, gift. Yeah, that's a very nice lyric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, that's the culmination. And I think the best explanation uh, as to why the cracks happen, because it, it's it's meant to happen, because their family is already broken when From the they start. moved away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abuela mentioned that to uh, Mirabel. Uh, diba, katong, sa river na scene. So it's really it's meant to happen. Yeah, I believe so. The next phase that we will be discussing, it's I think everyone can relate this, like struggling to find our self-worth, which is reflected in, uh, when Mirabel's door disappears right in front of the whole village eyes, and it was so painful for her. But still, when she when she grew up, she had this a lot of optimism paren like she helps out in any way she can like and she genuinely loves her family paren like she wants to, she wanted to take up that space she wanted to serve paren despite with, without having that gift your message um especially to those who are struggling to find their self-worth or who can relate to mirabel or who's like taking space in the family but they're not enough when mirabel told abuela i will never be good enough for you will i it's heartbreaking and i think most of us are experiencing that especially this pandemic this trying time what would be the best way to address this kind of feelings you know so- okay, else all right <laughs> Because I look like Mirabel. <laughs> yeah, guys, just, you know, a segue. We have our own yeah. Mirabel here. <laughs> Mirabel. Siguro first is you have acknowledged that you felt like that. And if you could, you know, process it in a way that you try to find the root cause, we have that in BPO, RCA, root cause analysis. So, nice. <laughs> but only if... Feel the emotion, siguro, is what I would say. Cry mm. it out. Express it to someone. Like, you express it the way Mirabel express it. If you feel like you had that opportunity, that you let it out. Like, whatever you're feeling, voice it out. That's basically the, the first thing. And then, sumoto, feel it. And then, second is, the journey to discovering yourself for is not linear in the same way that healing is not linear mm-hmm. you'll find it right away it's always a journey so yeah. yeah just go through the process no matter how uh difficult um you're no longer understanding you want things to so you're already at that point that you want it to end mm-hmm. you don't want to function anymore so accept where you are like go through that process because it's not going to be like that forever. Forever. 
Yeah, it's not gonna be. Although at that situation, when you're, siguro sa context na you're not feeling special, sa kay Mirabel, de ba? She was denial hmm. at first that she's not affected. Na wala, she does not have any gift. But when she uh, sang the song "Waiting for a Miracle," she mm-hmm. realized that she is actually not okay about it. She, she felt uh, bad about it, or she she acknowledged uh, at that point she wants to prove herself. Anna. So it's when we see it, it's like the conflict of the story, the basa film. It mm-hmm. it will really look like that in in a real life setting. No, parang it's. It's a situation that you don't want to be in because we have the concept that be happy, like toxic posi- positivity. Positivity, yeah. Na maabot na dara na part. So, di ba, mm-hmm. katang sa, nag-introduce siya sa iyong family, very joyful and all that. She's very positive. But uh, she, when she is asked about herself, she refers back to her family. Like, she cannot <laughs> define uh, what would be her gift. But, yeah. It's hard for her. Mm-mm. She discovered discovered it. So, uh, I really believe in uh, the thought that films reflect real life. So, in that case, in Mirabel's case, she went through the process. Eh? Even yeah. the ugly process of seeing the house breaks and then yeah. feeling like it's your fault. You really have to go through that. And, uh, and but, I know, you also need with which goes to my third point na you need to hang on to people na or create that support group or uh, hang on to your support group within the family or outside of the family or kung within the family at least one person and mm-hmm. outside your friends friends that you trust yeah they will help you um discover or yeah discover yourself first yon <laughs> but you did. Wow, that's very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Katawa, back to you. <laughs> back to you, Roger. <laughs> I think my take on that, yeah, um, for those who are struggling or reflecting about our struggle to find our self worth in the film, because I think the film, right? Like, basically, everyone in the family, they are. Like associated, like their self worth or their worth, in a way, like general, generally speaking, their worth mm-hmm. is connected to their gift. And I think it's the same in all sorts of culture because this is not only in Philippine culture, but I think it's more apparent, <laughs> definitely, especially in a third world, poverty-stricken country like ours, that we are yeah. taught to. To produce, to to give something to our community, to our families, and whatever we give, that's that will define our self worth. So yes, yeah, of course, if you become like this professional, right? You have mm. to be a professional. Like for example, like it's yeah. just, it's not even your choice. Like mm. you have to be a doctor, or a lawyer, or blah blah mm. blah, a teacher. True. And you have to give money, and you have to support your family, and whatever you can give back to your community, to your family. Is is your worth like that will define your self worth and the same with like yeah the family Madrigal they like Luisa you know she her self worth is based on her strength Isabella mm. her self worth her self worth is based on being perfect on 
how she can like help out her family with you know whatever they can do whatever um based on their gifts i mean and yeah i think it's we are conditioned to like not have self-worth in the first place because <laughs> because society taught us that we have to do something first to be worthy to feel important to feel yeah. okay to feel like we are valuable like we have mm. to do something worthy to actually have worth which is so contradictory to the truth that we are worthy even if we're, we're not doing anything like the moment yeah. you're here you exist you breathe like each breath existence itself is actually a reflection yeah. of your worth you know true and yeah. yeah um i think that's it it is very difficult to find our self-worth in a society and in a community or yeah in a world that teaches us to do something and to always prove our self-worth when actually we don't even have to prove it because we are already worthy in the first place so i think that's it and as Vern said you know it's not always easy to realize that and a lot of people have a hard time unlearning that lesson that oh i have to be this be that do this do that mm. to call ourselves i'm okay i'm special mm. but we don't even have to be special to be worthy you know yeah <laughs> we just have to be just have to be a human being and human beings as we are we're all complicated and we're all a mess and that's okay too we can be a mess and still be worthy true i love that so i think that um as Vern said as well it's all about acceptance of who we are as people who we are as human beings i think to find or to realize not to find because it's never gone or it's never lost mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. to realize our worth we have to unlearn all of these things that we're taught um in life but at the same time i think the most important thing is we have to accept ourselves all parts of who we are all yes, the, the perfect side. All yes, the, the, per the trying to be perfect, ideal self, <laughs> the messed up <laughs> path that we have, and all the experiences there, and the growing and evolving present self that we we are right now. Hey there, let's take a break. We'll be right back. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. We don't talk. About Bruno says it looks like rain. Why's he telling? In doing so, he floods my brain. I want like a sea umbrella. In a hurricane. What a joyous day, but anyway, we, we don't, don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno. Hey, you don't live in fear when I start a ring of stumbling. I can always see him sort of. I would like to have take away what you said a while ago first with Vern when, when she shared that it's very important to hang on to, to a support group your family or outside from your family because we are sociable no? we have that need to connect with other people not just from ourselves it's really timely you know with that kind of advice especially with the pandemic that everything was online it's draining and you cannot go out because of the limited you know, limited protocols and all that and with Darian's um, 
um, explanation of that as human as we are, we have that need to prove. But in fact, the moment that we existed in this world, we're already special. We don't need to prove anything to that or to any other people. So we have that pressure, kasi, especially in our country, that we have to do something so that we can feel appreciated. So that relates to what we were discussing in the film. Speaking of with that kind of, you know, struggling to find our self-worth, this is this is the most <laughs> the most famous of all, especially with the song. You know, we don't talk about Bruno. This is like shunning the black sheep in the family because they were like talking to Bruno as if he's like the bad person or like he's the one who should not be you should not be invited to, to the dinner table or who should be just left out or who should not be really like that kind of person. I can imagine in the Filipino family setting, like he's like that, no? He's being like portrayed that way. But you, know, you get the picture. So what can you say about Bruno's character in the film? Nothing I mentioned si Je, although I'd like to say na, na ko mga friends, interesting how they view Bruno, like Bruno can be the stuff that we don't talk about in family or in, in yeah. general. For nothing I mentioned si Je, which I would like to ask her okay. sa about Bruno representing the shadow self. I, I really like that, so. Wow. Yeah. That's so deep. Go guys. What about Yeah, so basically the term shadow, like our shadow self, like those are I mean that's a part of who we are. Mentioning yeah, connecting to my point earlier, like we should love and accept like all parts of who we are. So basically the shadow self is like what's under the iceberg. Um if we look at that um analogy as well so the, our shadow self is like what's kept in the dark and the things that are actually very important and they these parts of who we are they are very vital to like how we navigate like the world and our lives and how we basically act up as persons but those are all subconscious like they are all belief systems for example um, belief systems or behaviors or anything that we don't really think about or we don't even realize we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Parts of who we are experiences that we have that are kept in the dark and that we don't really talk about, we don't acknowledge because they're mm-hmm. too painful or we have labeled them as bad or mm-hmm. too negative or yeah, too dark. So we either just forget about it, you know, shield ourselves from it or go through life being affected by that part of ourselves, not really knowing that, yeah, I mean, being affected by the part of ourselves and then not really acknowledging it. Um, mm. That makes sense. I feel like I'm all over the place. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it is our shadow self. And, yeah, I think I wrote about this in, in the review as well that I wrote about um, after watching it. So that Bruno represents mm. our shadow self and the things that we don't really want to acknowledge not that we don't Mm. even talk about it sometimes it's even things that we are conscious about in a way Mm. while the shadow self is basically a representative of like the unconscious parts of us part of parts of us i think a lot of what we don't want to talk about as well are things that we are consciously i mean we are we consciously know it's it's painful so we don't talk about it Mm. because 
deep inside us, we don't know. I mean, we don't trust ourselves in handling those emotions and those thoughts. So even if we know that, oh yeah, let's say you feel worthless, right? Mm. Let's say you feel worthless. You don't talk about that because it's too painful to admit that actually deep inside you don't feel yeah. you know, what you should feel, right? Yes. Again, mm-hmm. like the ideal feeling, right? And the toxic positivity side versus the parts of us that are just like lurking, like a shadow as well. And I think that represents so much about Bruno, like when you think about how he's represented in the film. He's under, he's like behind the, the walls and he's like represented as like this very dark character yeah like, with all the rats <laughs> yeah like a villain almost in a way right but when we actually meet him it's like so goofy yeah it's <laughs> such a fun character actually there's so many like layers to him mm-hmm. but yeah um i think that's it that he's like a personification of all the emotions and thoughts and experiences that we know happen to us but we'd rather not acknowledge it because if we acknowledge it we know that we'd fall apart in a way so yeah yeah because because in the story diba like abuela wanted to ask for the vision before bruno left and abuela wanted an explanation from bruno and was like abuela wasn't pleased of that vision so parang just iwasan na lang niya kay mo reprimente na lang malain siya if she has that kind of vision so parang nihawa na lang siya sa kasita so i mean oh, yeah. it's i feel sad mm-hmm. for him too an addition is that it, it's like our truth you know like if you think about bruno's power He basically mm. tells you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> like, the song, right? Like, um, he told me the face to die, my face to die, the next day dead, whatever. And all of yeah. those, like, little things. Of course, like, if you're someone who's, like, always eating a lot and someone tells you, oh, yes, you're gonna get fat if you eat a lot. I mean, that's truth, right? Like, yes. I mean, for a lot of people, if you eat a lot, you will really get big. <laughs> oh. So, it's like if someone tells you the truth, like, you villainize them because you can't accept that truth. And it's basically and that the truth hurts. Like, <laughs> we know what's going on inside us. Like the shadow self is there, but then we don't acknowledge it because it's too painful to accept that. Oh, yeah, you know, it's actually just my own doing and my own dynamics. That's why mm-hmm. I'm hurting and things like that. <laughs> so we'd rather like, just blame it to someone else, right? Like blame it to like, yeah, this other person who's like a villain. Because it's so, so, yeah. yeah, love that explanation. Go Vern. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with Jess. <laughs> I love the explanation, Jess, about the shadows. Um, actually, uh, just a bit of uh, psychology part about the shadow mm-hmm. self. That originate, it originated sa, ano, sa psychoanalytic na perspective. Um, we tackle that sa theories of personality. So it's it's technically like part of the basics that we study on and shadow self was popularized by Carl Jung. So um just that uh, there are document documents of the therapies that they've done in a psychoanalytic perspective. Basically the identification of psycho analytic na perspective is the existence of the unconscious uh, 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 yeah. Something that is unconscious sa ito ah, what the psychoanalytic perspective is. Unang, uh, or that's why when someone hears like yourself as a psychology student or as a, a coach or something that 
works in therapy or people would be like yeah. hearing my mind and hearing my thought ma masaiko masaiko na ko ano so kanina ako ah the person ana when you identify yourself like that because it's basically study na we can read into so <laughs> unconscious or subconscious. Like we, since we understand what shadow self is and just basically doing that in applications, yung mga clients. So, um, kanang somehow there's some truth to it, but we don't do it like just looking at the person. It's actually, mukawa siya verbally. Like the way the person talks, the the thought patterns, kana, we can or parang somehow get a picture of what are you repressing. Asa to na mga repress. So, uh, as Jet said, the suppress part the shadow self is uh, or i identify most with bruno a representation of the shadow self okay diba um so story what he was the one who fixed the crafts who is kanang still wants to be part of the family he loves family but he thinks that he's not his gift is not helping so he just is in the dark so basically that's what the uh, shadow self is like Bruno is can be represented in so many ways. Like what I identify most with him is somehow alive. Knowing your own dark, or in this case, knowing your shadow self is the best method for de- dealing with the darkness or shadow self of other people. That's why um, mental health professionals are actually encouraged or actually even to work on to do their self-work first mm. or to work on their trauma, process it. Always imagine a, a therapist, right? Yeah. Imagine a therapist who don't know themselves. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Maglisto yun sila sa bot sa ilahang pasyente no kung inaana. Because we can't get, don't have, so we really need True. to know our Bruno. Yeah, the perception. We really need to talk about Bruno. Actually, True. So very True. very creative way for this to position it like that. So. I also have an additional thought sa original Go question ni Ate Chels, which sure. is, mm-hmm. yeah, like, Bruno can, I mean, in Philippine culture, right, mm-hmm. um, or, yeah, generally speaking as well, is identified as, like, the black sheep of the family, the one whose gifts are not helpful, right? Like, if you think about it, True. like, who we consider black sheep of the family are usually, like, yeah, substance, um, people who have, like, substance addiction, for example, mm-hmm. like, palahubog or... Mm-hmm they didn't go to school mm. and stuff like that but if you think about it like even those even the black sheep of the family they really are the ones whose trauma and coping like trauma coping skills in a way are very apparent because and it's because their coping skills are self-destructive in a way it's not for example Luisa's right like her gift or like her coping skills like to be extra extra strong and like not to admit her own weakness but for example for people like Bruno kind of goes back to the dynamic of like dark powers mm. in a way yes. right so for example people who are like as Atisha had said like the palahubo right for example mm-hmm. like that very general role in the family that you, you don't give because what you have is not helpful so even if you have something to give since it's not helpful then you're not really part of the family and mm. addiction as Vern and I have like also discussed in when we watch the wisdom of trauma movie I mean it's not why the addiction but why why the pain because we we all get addicted to something sometimes sometimes not even a substance but for example um 
relationships. Like a lot of people get addicted to having partners or having one relationship after the next and so on because Mm -hmm. they get addicted to that feeling because they are chasing a feeling Mm. or the numbness of whatever thing you know they they are addicted to to numb the pain inside to not really acknowledge their trauma again goes back to the shadow self when you don't acknowledge that then you do stuff that are harmful to you and are also harmful to other people i I think just trying to connect here like that part of the the black sheet because i don't really think that black sheet means oh you have a shadow self right it's just like Mm. black sheep they are usually related or associated with like self-destructive behaviors like when you when you are like deliberately trying to do something that it's not harmful. I mean, it's that is harmful for you or for other people. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Since you both mentioned about you know like the mental health, um, in, the importance of mental health, and as you know, in our community here in our country, there's this there's the stigma of ignoring mental health, and this is another common trait among members of the magical family, which is their tendency to repress their emotions and bottle up their feelings. Now, in the song uh, "Surface Pressure." When Louisa said that, I'm pretty sure I'm worthless if, if I can't be of service. Like, she experiences the pressure of carrying the burden of her family and the whole town. And in the song, What Else Can I Do? Isabella shares to Mirabel during a you know, cathartic scene how her seemingly perfect life is actually filled with hard-to-achieve expectations. And actually, these things are not often discussed among family members, especially with the stigma oh, yeah. and discrimination surrounding mental issues. We mean, just look at Bruno and, you know, with Encanto's undeniable clever take on that range of emotions, we can have that hope, you know, that change. We can hopefully change things for the better, rather. So one of the most important um, topic that we will be discussing tonight. So I want your take on this, on the mental health and um, how it is important to acknowledge and to process things, especially if you have that, you know, burden, and if you have that, if you have that problems and issues within yourself and with others, yeah, I think it's very easy to ignore mental health because again, we have so many beliefs about it, right? Some, especially in Philippine culture, like we just think, oh, naginarte lang nasa, <laughs> or like, oh, Ay. you know, like, oh, eh, lang ka ayaw ka, or you're overacting, mm. for example. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't really acknowledge it as like a serious thing because. Part of, I think in every third world country, the overall collective coping mechanism is resiliency. Like we always talk mm. about that, right? Like bago lang, nagbagyo. Oh, mm-hmm. Filipinos are so resilient, right? And we praise that. And of course, it's important to be resilient. But I think we have over-associated ourselves with resiliency. That mm. when we show forms of weakness or when we don't want to do anything anymore, we don't want to stand up after being knocked down by a typhoon for example or by poverty like you already oh you know you're too weak or whatever because but actually mm. it's very it's very normal again as human beings part of who we are like normally naturally mm. yeah we get burnt out we get tired and we want to give up on life sometimes and that is okay that is normal too to mm. want to give up on life when it gets hard right mm. but because we have over associated ourselves with resiliency and with like you know fall down seven times 
bangun or like stand up eight times, right? That's yeah. Not standing up is already like, oh, you're too weak or yeah, basically that because one of the um stigma of mental health is like, yeah, you're too weak, right? Like mental health mm-hmm. illness is for the weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a way. And while in a way it is scientifically proven, right? Like it, it is like it's basically a mental health issue. So there is a problem mentally, right? And that's why we need to solve it or, and fix it and acknowledge it and heal it just like any other physical illness. I mean, you don't say someone I mean, you don't say to someone who got who just got like physically injured, like, oh, you know, naginarte lang ka, or you're just so OA, bangun na, right? You, you, you don't, we don't say that to people who are like physically injured because it's so obvious, but because mental health, I mean, again, we basically don't like see what's going on in people's mind, right? And a lot of people can mask that so easily, even if they're really struggling. To live day by day, they can just like mask it by being funny. Again, one of the coping yes. skills as well that we have as Filipinos is like um being funny, the humor, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, let's just laugh at it. Oh, you know, like comedy stuff, like farce and all that. I mean, it's we basically see it in like our our media, right? Like mm-hmm. all of the almost all Filipino movies is either yeah showing that resiliency or either. It's funny. We cope through those things. And yes. if some of those coping mechanisms don't help us or it's not anymore serving us, then we are immediately labeled as weak or, yeah, um, for example. So I think it's very important to normalize not even just mental health, but again, going back to our being human, right? To just us being human True. beings, basically. Because we don't normalize it. We feel this is also another thing. Like I've been thinking a lot about it. That we define, I mean, human beings as we are, and and as intellectual as we can be, we define everything, right? And we define human beings as like, oh, you know, we're on the top of the food chain, for example, or like we're like the strongest of all animals or like mammals. But mm. and with that comes like this um, mentality that we can't feel weak, like. In, emotionally and mentally because mm. we have managed to like associate ourselves with that intellect you know the being intellectual and being strong as well but actually we're very vulnerable mm. you know human beings <laughs> because we have emotions True. unlike other mm. we don't really know right like I, i'd rather just leave that at another conversation and again my mind is like going like a hundred <laughs> you know kilometers right. per hour right now but yeah i mean even if we don't know, right? Like we don't, we don't know what animals and trees and whatever parts of nature. But because we're human beings and we're very feeling, mm. and because we have this emotionality, like the dynamic mm. of emotions mm. and thinking as well, like it does make us strong, but it actually makes us very, very vulnerable. I mean, if you think about it, the strongest weapons among all, like created, like for example, nuclear, right? Like even in that case, like it also makes us so vulnerable, like. Basically, the most intellectual, smartest things we do also leads us to our destructive, I mean, our destruction and like the Mm. weakest, you know, um, states that we can be. So I think it's just like accepting that, like the complex dynamic of us human beings and that it's okay to go through like all hardships in life and to feel strong sometimes and then to feel weak sometimes 
to feel like you can conquer the world sometimes and sometimes you feel like you just don't want to live anymore and it's yeah. okay to go through all of those phases and levels and layers without labeling yourself as anything because as human beings yeah. are so like like shape-shifting all the time right mm. We're basically because through the- on a daily basis exactly mm. yeah so i think it's that just i go back to just normalizing who we are as human beings without associating and basically deconstructing like who we are as we define ourselves to be so True. yeah i think that's it <laughs> just normalizing everything that we go through in life without having to define it just experience it feel it we don't have to you know we don't have to intellectualize everything so i would like to expand on um like smile even though um we're already at the top of the uh, like at the roof of the house the the flood is already <laughs> but it, true it is also a sad yeah, tragic <laughs> yeah it's tragic because um that's a litmus test somehow to mm. where we really at in terms of mental health or like if we know someone is and a substance abuse has a substance abuse disorder or like alcohol use disorder valid illnesses in the DSM-5 what is used to diagnose um, people in the US for insurance purposes but it's not commonly used here in the Philippines kasi nga what's, what's it for there's not mm. even like um is still starting in the philippines but anyway mm. going back that's really uh tragic but it's something na hopefully change in the next five years na mm. it's not gonna be like we're all smiles or all positive when we're going in tragic or something yeah actually need to allow people to be where they are to hold yeah. space it's a gradual them. process mm-hmm. yeah like we just need to um be there even if it's uh like just your presence and the person just needs to vent out you don't need to like first one of the common thing kasi is we offer solutions or, you know, or, <laughs> uh, we make the person laugh and then we offer solution mm-hmm. advice but when you view even use the is already parang a judgment or like a reflection of where we really at, how we view these things. Um, because as Jet mentioned, these are coping actually. The addiction, mm-hmm. the use of alcohol and vices, those are co- coping mechanisms, coping styles. It's working. It's working for them. And perhaps it's um, helping them but not really seeing it's temporary. So, yun nga, look through the pain of that. Like, why do they resort to that? It's not like they're bad because they're, they're, this person is an addict. This person, mm. this person, yeah. this person is There's a reason behind this. Things mm. that you want to get away from. Comfortable. Yeah. To be in mm. the same space that person but the solution is very you just need to be there or to listen like 
Kaya nga, diba? Uh, we are given to eat one mouth. Yeah. Basically, that the function of it so that we can that the person oh, yeah, that's my take. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have an addition too. Go, go. It's okay to chat. Like, sure, sure. Yeah, adding up again, right? Like, we dehumanize people who have substance or any kind of addiction. We, like, for example, I mean, a lot of let's say, the palahubogs, right? <laughs> like, it's so normalized. Again, we don't even use the term like they're dependent on it, but they are, right? Even like mm. those who are addicted to illegal drugs, for example. Like, most of those people are jobless. And if mm. you connect, connect it back again, our jobs, they are our source of self-worth. So if you don't, and people who are like tambais in the Philippines, and again, we mm. call them tambay and we dehumanize them, and we call them like salus talipuran and all of those things, right? Mm. <laughs> if you think about Sad it, but true. The the re- the trauma the traumatic experience really is poverty. I mean, that's also something that we just like so norm we just normalize in the Philippines. Yeah. Mm. You know, like we don't even consider it a problem, right? It's kind of like this, oh, you know, li- people should just learn to cope with it, basically. But it is True. a problem. It's a very, 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 very big problem. A systemic, systemic one. <laughs> one person cannot just do it by themselves, you know? And so we blame people. We blame people if they become addicts or if they become drug users or if they become alcoholics. And we mm. humanize them. We forget that there's a reason why they're like that. And again, mm. because of like our black and white thinking as a society, like, oh, if someone does this, then they're weak, then they're bad, then they're like this, and they're like that. If you think about it, oh, you know, these people actually just doesn't feel worthy. These people actually just don't feel like they are human in a, in a way because they are taking away that very basic need to survive in a very mm. traumatic world. For example, a job, right? So if you don't have a yeah. job in the Philippines, it's very easy to fall into that category and into society mm. then you will fall as like this inhumane person who's like you know um capable mm. of yeah destroying yourself destroying your family destroying like the society that you live in and i'm mm. not even gonna go into like the war on drugs thing um, mm. <laughs> um in the philippines but yeah it's, it's big it's really big so if we think about mental health we don't just talk about mental health um, issues, but we talk about these things, poverty, mm. healthcare, <laughs> right? I yes. mean, people who don't have access to proper healthcare result to what? Drinking. I mean, it's easier to, yeah. to buy or, um, how do you call cigarettes? It's easier to buy like a carton of cigarette, which is like 20 pesos, I think, than to admit yourself in a hospital, wait for like 10 hours to get admitted, and then... <laughs> Like, pay 5000 <laughs> to, like, just have the help that you want. I mean, it's probably easier to get, like, the Red Horse 50 pesos only or, like, a, yeah, just a one cigarette case. for... Yeah. yeah, it's easier to do that, right? True. And, of course, it's not easy long-term. But for them, they're not, they don't even think long-term. They just think about how are they going to survive to this day? True. How are they going to get through this next 24, 24 hours. hours? Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> and I think that's what people don't don't really understand about mental health people who are struggling not just mentally mm. but in those basic forms of needs in the hierarchy of needs they don't think about the future True. they don't 
and that's why they, we don't, they don't have dreams as well right um mm. like you probably just say oh you know you could have been this person right like i definitely have that um you know i look at my family members mm. and like say you know like my father is so talented he could have been an engineer blah 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 right mm. <laughs> but no uh-huh. he, he could not actually because he's already so drowned in like the poverty in itself that he was just thinking of how to have food for the family yeah for that day <laughs> and having dream is also luxury if you think about it you know mm-hmm. and, and resourcing that dream is a is a luxury time is yeah. a luxury for people in in the poverty you know True. Um, area but yeah i think that's that's really it's a deep thing you know mental health is not just about depression <laughs> it's about all yeah. of this necessities that we are not given true because of the society we live in so yeah yeah it's i agree societal and it's oh. how do i say it's a systemic issue right yeah, so when we talk issue. about mental health we talk about everything and that's why true. <laughs> We can never end this conversation. Doja, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, thank you for that. No, that's also an enlightenment to all of our listeners right now. And what I can just uh, relate with what Vern said a while ago, the, we were given two ears to, li- to listen more rather than to speak more. So, in, I mean, in the magical family, Dolores, no, I can... I can see, or we can also, we have learned that Dolores' gift is super hearing. And although we don't get to see a lot of her powers being of help to the community nor the family, other than just spying over some conversations for information. I mean, the Marites of the family. Yeah, like, the mother. <laughs> but we get to see that she's automatically given the role of the listener and the one who carries the emotional burden of the family because she knows about everything. And that's why. The moment Mirabel sees the magic is fading, she's the first she resorts to. So being the one who knows everything that happens in the family causes great stress on her. Like, what's also sad about Dolores is that she listens to everything, but no one really cares to listen to her own problems oh, and pain. Oh yes, I have a thing. I know, no, I don't know if you noticed this. Yeah, yeah, but Dolores, she speaks like this. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's yeah. also Mirabel like, thing. Hears a lot, but she actually doesn't have a voice. She likes yeah, Mariano, right? Nice. Like the the person nice who was like engaged to Isabella. Like she's yes. basically in love with that guy, but uh-huh. she wasn't able to talk about it. I mean, she could easily be the one who, you know, who gets married to him. To him, but no, because mm. she wasn't speaking up about it. Like she hears everything and she voices out like things from other people, but she doesn't really have a voice. And I also mm. have a theory with like each of their powers that it's like a form of coping skills and like a mechanism. Like for example, yes, I'm Isabella and Luisa is like already very, um, kind of like obvious, right? The strength and like the perfectionism. But like Peppa, yes. like she's basically that person who, like, is connected to like everyone's lives, but it's not like taking space for herself, for example. Mm-hmm. And like Camilo, like the the how do you because their the lives or like how they're affected, they're not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not really like it wasn't highlighted, right? Like how they're affected mm. with like the gift. But Camilo, for example, I noticed this that she's always mimicking other people, and it's basically that, right? Like the, yes, being chameleon as like a so uh, how do yeah. you like, a scoping skill. Like we imitate people to be like light, to be effect. Yeah, yeah. That's so nice. even mm-hmm. like when Abuela said, "Oh, we need another." this another of this person to be another Jose, able to help like them. That. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we need another Jose, like 
And like, I don't know if it's really that. Maybe I'm just overthinking this. But when he was like, <laughs> right. he was scared and all of those things. And when he was calling Isabel, or like Mirabel, like he turned into a baby. And I think that in a way, like for me, that symbolizes like that very like pure self of like just being mm-hmm. a baby who's like so helpless. Because every time he gets so helpless or every time he kind of like just resorts to not having all of those other people's like mm. whatever it becomes yeah. like a baby <laughs> i think it's so funny um yeah and yeah of course peppa right like basically she's basically an empath who's not allowed to show up for mm. her own feelings she's mm. always telling to yeah you know don't cause the town storms or stuff <laughs> like that and she's repressing her emotions when she hears everything yeah. so i think that's like an ironic thing Definitely, we would love to have an Encanto series where they would like showcase everything. <laughs> yeah, everything until they you yeah. know, expand their own family. They'll, they'll do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, quick add to what Jet said earlier. The very mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> Go. We will really, Political we charge. will never get rid of our I don't know activism. <laughs> Yun, uh, as to add on to what she said just a, a quick basically it's it, it's very relevant what she said earlier because we are mm. going, uh, well filipinos are going to vote so it's really important that we choose a leader i'm not gonna endorse any but we choose a leader who has got plan we actually need to scrutinize or perhaps during their interviews it will be revealed it's very general to say give people more jobs, enhance the mm. healthcare, and so on and so forth. True. But I can pass that on to someone who will be, um, like, it will be a risk to pass it on to someone to allow someone to plan it for you, to execute it for you, because it's gonna be, um, like, you're gonna give that person power to the people's money. And we really need to choose a leader who can specify how are they going to enhance healthcare, mental health? Like, to be specific, mm. yeah. Already done with ideal nationalism. That's an important one that. to check on, very, you know, to see yeah. from the and, politicians. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Politicians <laughs> should also be trauma informed. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> true, true. No, that's Stop. very true. I know, like romanticizing our resilience. Do we even have? No longer politicians what have do we even have politicians who are trauma informed or are are all of those <laughs> politicians a product of multi generational trauma and therefore they're just gonna cause more trauma to the Philippines, right? Oh my God, <laughs> what's gonna happen now? Yes, <laughs> I think is no longer victim of the trauma. Traumatized. <laughs> yeah. it's no True. longer traumatized. The I am That's interview already- about the shadow self. <laughs> yeah, not about you know. True. Anything. Yeah, amazing. That. This film is we're touching lives, lives. Yeah. We're touching so many. Yeah, different aspects so, now that we can talk possibly about. Possibly because we're just you know overtakers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Antonio, the little one, but like it's like he's the mediator. I I don't know how, if I'm. If I'm being like mm. overthinking or so, like he's the youngest of the magical family. Although we don't get to see much about him, like other than him receiving a gift, we get to see that he's the one between Mirabel and the rest of the family. He's the one that validates her and is always trying to make her feel part of the family despite her not getting the gift. So it's like, um, Antonio 
uh, we should multiply Antonios in our own country. Like, especially now that the election is coming, no? we should have this kind of mediating factor. We need to validate each other and we need to also understand the other person's perspective. We need that kind of spirit from Antonio, who is just the youngest of the family. Yeah. Inner child. Speaking yes. like inner child. The, we have yeah, inner the inner child. Yeah, I think it's a representation of an inner child, which is like, you know, so pure, right? It's it's so pure and like so mm. good intent, um, full of good intentions. And at the same time, like, he basically understands like animals, which I think is like a super power as well. It's like a helpful coping mechanism of like being connected to nature and all of those things and being like the, um, yeah, a bridge as Chad yes. says, like a mediator for those who can easily misunderstand each other right and so playful and just so innocent mm, right? true yeah ben, ben. thank you so much for the ben two of you guys golden buzzard no. <laughs> <laughs> to, to sum it up now Encanto challenges us to accept that while moments of healing you know your healing ancestral trauma may be like fleeting our efforts to mend those bonds are not in vain. Like what Bruno said to Mirabel, like you're exactly what this family needs. They just need to see it. So I think that's where the healing starts to recognize that. Thank you so much, Vern and Jerian, for recognizing this um, this moment of dissecting, of discussing um, what encapsulates the film. Now, it, it's it's very nice hearing from you too. So now before we end, I think uh, we heard, Jerian, you have a new book. Maybe you can tell us a preview what it's all about for all our listeners right now. Well, it's Yay. my first book. And yes, Congrats. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> um, so while it's still in the process of like, yeah, um, being internationally published, Char, um, <laughs> it is already ready. I mean, it's, it's almost ready for those who want to buy it within the Philippines. So yeah, um, the book is called um, Still and Always Growing, which is like very self, um, yeah, self-explanatory. So the book is about growing up mm. and all the journeys we go through as we grow up in life and it's very personal to me it's a very personal book and it's almost like an autobiography um <laughs> written in verses wow. in a way um yes so you'll get to know me but at the same time my my goal is to just like have readers dive into their own journey and their own yeah um their own narratives their own story as they read the book and yeah it's a book about all the experiences of a, of a child basically and growing up and becoming an adult and all of the struggles that we go through especially growing up in the philippines and we all know what that means so growing up in the philippines <laughs> so yeah um, true it's about healing and what healing can look like um what healing did look like or is still you know still is for me so but it's about just yeah reclaiming your, your worth, reclaiming your self-worth, reclaiming who you really are um, as a person by telling your story, by acknowledging all parts of your story and feeling all of the complicated emotions that we go through as right. the community That's... and country. So yeah, yeah. Um, very excited about it. And definitely, yeah, if, if you're listening, whoever you are, audience <laughs> um, yeah feel free to connect if you want to buy the book yeah you can search jerian on facebook 
and she also has a new page um rxe rxe rights you know so you can follow her there and for Vern, our future psychologist Vern, so what's the plan for the teleconsulting that you're you're establishing or you're planning right now sure uh, it's still <laughs> in the words you know um start it's it's still in its you know creation phase it's yeah. it's mm -hmm. difficult to do startups without you know doing research and all that but we're looking yes. to i'm looking to well i'm partnering with uh, a good friend of mine uh, mars achenza hi mars <laughs> and, you know, listen to this soon um mm -hmm. but yeah we're going to launch that soon but uh yeah stay tuned it's not yet established but hopefully it will be yeah so um yeah, yeah very excited about uh everything that's in store for us this 2022 yun lang how about you ate cheds anything like to plug like your podcast parang hindi talaga ako yeah this is the start so that's why this is very special now for for me because i have you guys I have, I have you girls here and so we'll see with more contents with more podcasts so we'll just need to fix the internet connection but you know it's a good start it's a good start it's all right it's all right <laughs> so again thank you so much for your time of course we have our, our guest listener here mike is from greece so he's currently residing from greece so thank you so much for your time wow. to listen with us international so. again <laughs> Thank you. And to our listeners right now, please like, share, or raise your comments about the session, anything. We truly appreciate your support. So, bye for now. Bye.